So we are in our third week of looking at being expectant. We're in the Advent season, um, and um, the title that I've been given this morning is Open, um, and uh, this uh, passage that Pippa just read of um, Psalm 118, where we, we have this lovely picture of the gates being made open because Jesus has made the way and we are able to enter in. Um, but in some senses, the gates, the, the openness of what God has done, actually this talk is more about our response to what that means for us um, as a family. So um, I, I've got a, kind of a few confessions to make. My first one is that um, I came this morning pretty sure about what I was going to say. <laughs> And then did the nine o'clock and said something completely different. And I stood up this morning and I'm kind of, I've got so much to say on this subject. And it's been something that's been cooking for about two years. Um, It could go anywhere. So it's very exciting. So just be praying for me. I also have um, a sore throat. I didn't sleep very well last night. And Mark was in A&E yesterday. So it's been an eventful weekend. Um, (laughs) So yesterday started with... um, me sharing with Mark some of my ideas about my talk and me talking about uh, bandages. Um, And if Mark holds his hands up again, he had a a little bit of an accident with the router yesterday and spent four hours in A&E then patching his thumb up. Um, So I thought, you know, God's sense of humor, maybe. Um, So, some good news, all right? Jesus has made a way for us to enter in to his presence, which is a picture of intimacy with him, where everything got broke, back all the way back to the, the Garden of Eden, right at the very, very beginning. This whole picture of the Bible is a, the great love story um, and this beautiful overview of God constantly coming back to bring us back to him and doing whatever he can. And eventually, um, you know, he sends his son and his son does that that miraculous work for us and makes a way. So that's our good news this morning. Jesus makes us righteous um, and we respond in terms, so this is going back to the psalm that we've just read, we respond by thanks and praise. Um, There's um, this really, really lovely picture of um, recognizing all that God has done for us and being able to step into what that is. Um, But in our season of Advent, which is a funny time of year, because seasons kind of never stay the same, and we often find ourselves coming around um, again, and and how how is Advent afresh for for those of us particularly who've walked this walk many, many times before? Um, And I felt when I was preparing this that actually the the area of us as a church family that God wants to really talk about is our hearts. Um, and I was inspired a number of weeks back when Joe did his, one of his first worship training nights, and he talked about actually everything else aside, it's the heart that's the most important thing, and that always should be our priority. So it's recognizing that without Jesus, our hearts are very, very easily become hardened. They get hurt, um, and stuff happens, and, it get, and our hearts get hard, and actually, there's nothing that we can really do about the hardness of our hearts. And I'll give you the best example that I've got, which is still fairly fresh in my mind. My dad had a heart attack um, before the summer. He's, o- he's okay now. 
Um, but because he had a delayed response in getting to hospital, there was a lot of damage done to his heart. And I'd never really thought about what a damaged heart, what happened. So I asked my, my um, Mark's dad, um, who's a medic, and just sort of said, you know, what does it look like if your heart has been damaged? What does that look like? And he said, well, it goes like scar tissue. So for anybody who's ever had like, a serious scar, you'll know that that goes hard. It's, a, it's different. Um, and so my talk this morning really is about getting our hearts into a place where God can come and soften them so that we can see him and we can hear from him and he can come and do stuff in our lives um, in a way that we cannot do without him which sounds really, really oversimplistic, but we are very good at trying to do stuff in our own strength, and I'll come back to that in a little bit. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the stuff that we put on ourselves, which was partly my slightly random um, illustration that I did with Rhoda earlier on, that we clothe ourselves in, in different types of clothing. We clothe ourselves according to our uniforms, we clothe ourselves in bandages when uh, things go wrong and we need, we need to have our, uh, our um, body protected from the elements. Um, or if we've had a break, it needs to be bandaged in a, in a proper stiff cast so that it can heal properly. We wear all sorts of things. We wear our hurt. We wear our pain. We wear um, a lot of the uh, stuff that's been spoken over us in our lives. And like I said before, times change and seasons change, and we find that our hearts become hardened for whatever reason. Now, just to pick up the clothing, um, I, I was thinking about the image of, you know, in our Advent time when we're on that run up to Christmas, that Jesus, right at the very beginning of the story, he gets swaddled. Um, so he gets put and wrapped in bandages and linens and, and cloth. And in those days, it was believed that that was the best thing to do for a baby. Um, and it kind of cha- it's changed through history. There have been times where that's been um, a good thing, and then times where we've said, actually, that's really not the way. But he would literally be um, bound up um, and held very tight as a baby. So we've got this image right at the beginning of his life with this um, bandaging. And right at the very end of his life, in the tomb, again, when they go in and they, re- they recognize that the, the, the grave clothes that he would have been wearing were left and they were no longer there. So we've got a sort of a top and tail of Jesus' life with, with this sort of image of band- bandage. And, um, and I kind of want us to hold that just for a moment and think about what would happen if those bandages had never been taken off. So, which is a really stupid thing to say because you would never do that with a, with a growing baby. A baby needs to change. Those bandages need to come off and the right clothes need to be put on. And again, with the, with the grave clothes at the end of Jesus' life, he was resurrected and they were left. They were for a, t- a very, very small time and um, they were not needed after that time had come. But I want to challenge us this morning a little bit about the stuff that we just keep wearing all the time. That, you know, it might be that we've had a, a, a big hurt in our lives and we've carried on wearing a bandage. And that bandage is restricting because it should have come off um, because it's, it's old and it's dirty or it's too tight. Um, we might be wearing stuff that, that we're not even aware of. And in the Bible, there's this story all the way through 
where we are promised that we are going to get given robes of righteousness and we're going to be in white and all of that stuff will get sorted. And again, that's something that God does for us. I'm going to play a little clip about where you'll see. This is just a very short one. Dad's always been boring and annoying. Oh, don't know about that. More to your father than meets the eye. Like what? Well, when I first met him, he was a very different man. But becoming a father does strange things to a man. Could you be careful? There's a baby here. Could you step back? There's a baby coming through. Could you keep those flowers away, please? She's too young for pollen. Where's the bike, darling? This is our new car. What? Okay. <laughs> um, life changes things, doesn't it? Life. Life happens, and we're one minute we're one person, and the next minute we're thrown into a, a whole series of different roles, and we take on different roles for our lives. And I had a really, really strong sense for us as a church family about wearing stuff that stops us from receiving his love, so that we are literally wearing robes that were never meant for us to be wearing, that we, we need to change and allow God to come and do that in us. So to go back to this opening ourselves to God, we were designed to walk closely with God. And although I am absolutely not saying that children should play with fire and that it's okay to get on a, um, a motorbike and you know, ride around with no helmet on and all that stuff and be silly, I'm talking common sense stuff here, um, there is something about the very nature of adventuring with God and the way that we were meant to be. And I think over time, we get a little bit hardened to that stuff. And when I was praying about this, I had this image of people who were wearing almost like ski equipment. So they were like this, massive helmets, and you know, because they didn't want the elements to get to them. And wondering why... They couldn't sense what God was doing in their lives. And that's sort of because we put so much stuff on us a lot of the time. We need to be free and open and allow God in. So in the passage that we looked at, there's this thing about our response to what God has done. So God, did, God made a way for us and therefore we get to walk in and be with him in a way that we couldn't do before. And we want to worship and praise him, but sometimes that's really difficult with our hearts. Um, and we kind of try and cure the problem in our hearts all by ourselves. And I think there's this, something we need to watch as a church family, is when I look out and I see folk here who are so able and so amazing and so talented and can do, are used to being able to do stuff. Actually, we sometimes have to lay all of that down and allow God to do the stuff. And there's this whole sort of self-diagnosing. Mark and I often see people they, who come around and, they, and you know, it's 
big sort of serious stuff going on in their lives and they want some prayer. And when you're waiting, it's interesting to hear the dialogue that often comes out, which is I must, I will, I have to. And it all becomes about I. If you make I and everything about I, it's, it's almost like a, a form of pride because we're putting ourselves in the front and going, right, I'm going to sort this. Thank you, God, very much. I'm going to go off and I'm going to go and sort this out. And actually, that's not what God does. When we're, in, when we're hurting and we're in pain, we have to go to God. And it, that's the only way that our hearts get softened. And if we don't have our hearts softened, we start seeing everything through kind of the wrong lenses. We don't, we don't get to experience the fullness that God has. Early, earlier on this year, I went to see a physio because I had a lot of pain in my left foot. And I had diagnosed myself with uh, a fallen arch um, and I had been wearing um, supports in my shoes um, from a, back from a running accident um, a few years ago. And I had been doing this for such a long time. My foot was in so much pain. I went to see the physio and the physio said, you've got nothing wrong with your arch. Why are you wearing those in your shoes? What you need to do is take all that stuff out and go barefoot and just spend the summer barefoot and your muscles will, will strengthen again and the pain will go. Um, and it was just a real picture for me. of all, I, I had done that to myself in trying to resolve a problem, whereas if I'd have gone to see a specialist um, earlier on, that would never have happened. So in some senses, what I'm saying is with, with our own lives and our hearts, if we try and self-diagnose what's wrong, what we need to do, then we can be doing that wrong, and actually we can't soften our hearts anyway. How can we be open to God when our, when our hearts are, are uh, hardened? They, we're hardened to one another, we're hardened to him. So it's really, really, really important that we um, sort that. So, challenges. Bandages might need to come off. Bandages might need to go on. Clothes need to be the clothes that God's given us, not the clothes that we've put on for ourselves. We need to stop being master or mistress of our own hearts and actually allow God to come and do that work. And that means humbling ourselves. That means allowing him to do all that he said he's going to do and letting go of being successful and good at stuff because actually when we think about God who is almighty God and we remember that actually he's the only person the only God that can do that for us we, we need to allow him that space does that make sense? Not people, right? <laughs> so it's it's about allowing him in, opening up afresh, and letting him come and heal the hurts and the wounds, because we all get them. Everyone gets hurt as part of being a human being. We are meant to feel stuff, and we need to be healed. We need healing. Um, so it'd be really, really good. I'm going to finish there. But it'd be nice to pray before we and move into a time of worship. So if, if you're, I think if, if you remain seated just for now, and I'm just going to, just a little bit of space in between now and worship, and just invite the Holy Spirit to come. 
So Holy Spirit, we, th we thank you so much that you love us, that you know every part of us. You know our hearts. And you know where there's uh, hardness, where there's open wound. You know, Lord, the stuff that we've been wearing that maybe is not true about us, maybe not right about us. And we invite you to come and touch those places that need your touch right now. Those areas in our life that are hardened because of scar tissue. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would transform this church family into a church family that is soft and open and ready for whatever it is on the next part of this adventure. Lord, we're sorry for those times where we've tried to solve stuff in our own strength. And we ask, Lord, that you would be king in our lives. We put you first. In Jesus' name. Amen.